You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Welcome to Single Fathers Today. I'm your host, Mark Hill. This uh, podcast is set towards fathers who have custody of their children, who have gone through a divorce or are going through the process of divorce and are trying to find their way going forward in life and being the best father they can be to their kids and giving the kids the best environment um, that they're able to do to um, help them out uh, going forward. Uh, that didn't sound right. But anyway, I think you guys get the gist. You've been listening to the show long enough. Um, if you have any questions or comments for the show, please send them to me via email at singlefatherstoday at gmail.com and the Twitter feed at singlefatherstoday. This show that I'm going to go over is um, an idea that as I was coming to the studio today, I wasn't quite sure how I was going to um, look at my topic for today. There was a couple of ideas that I had, but nothing really solidified in my mind to be a good topic to discuss. And I, this just happened to come to my mind and um, it's mainly about religion as a tool going through your divorce process or post divorce. Um, I'm not a preacher. I'm not um, telling individuals that, you know, you have to get in the church and Bible thumping and th- things of nature. But if you're an individual that's going through this process, um, either starting it in the middle of it or coming out of it, and you're feeling kind of out of sorts, or as I would say, in my case, out of balance, um, finding the church to go to can do wonders for you. Rather, if you're, um, you know, Baptist, Catholic, uh, Muslim, it, it doesn't matter. Whatever your religious preference is, um, it's something for you to consider. Um, my particular case, when I was going through my process, I've growing up as a Southern Baptist, whenever I've had times in my life where I felt out of sorts and not in the right frame of mind, uh, going to church for me was basically like hitting a reset button on a computer where you just flush everything out that you've had cluttered and built up um, mentally within you, kind of like a computer that's been locked up or crashes. And then you do a clean restart and a clean reset, and it puts everything back in perspective. Um, I had at my church that I was attending, there was three pastors there that was pretty much the the lifelines I needed to help guide me through it. Um, you know, as I mentioned in one of my earlier shows, uh, every divorce is not the same. Each one is different and the surrounding um, effects of it are different. You have friends, you have families on both sides that are trying to, um, I would say, and now I can say it, that they're trying to protect that individual. So if, um, you know, your spouse, her family may try to rally around her 
and may say or do things without having the actual facts or making up facts as they go along. Some may have malicious intent, and uh, I think everyone has gone through that in some form or another. Um, and when you're navigating through that, it may seem like you're going through um, a storm, a rough seas, and you're trying to figure out what do I do? How do I keep my sanity? You know, why am I sitting here feeling so depressed and so down? I mean, it is a very traumatic situation that you've gone through, and it's your whole world has been turned upside down. I think I mentioned on another show is that people, I, I definitely believe that people do not go out and get married in order to get divorced at a later time. Uh, you have to be able to find during this time some way to kind of write yourself and set yourself up. The relationship is over. You know, you it may take time for you to get to that point, to come to that realization that it is over. But once you get to that point, now you have to set you have to sit yourself up in a situation to where how do I get my bearings and reset myself so I can continue to going forward. For me, in addition to my friends and family, my church was definitely something that was very important to me. Um, again, you know, some of you may not be a religious individual and that necessarily isn't the case, but finding a place, a church you can go to, to, uh, go in and have a conversation. Maybe even if it's just to go in and sit at the back of the church, you know, for me, when I started, I found a seat in the very back end of the church. I didn't want anyone to see me. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I just had to find somewhere to go to find some sort of center or some sort of balance. And I walked into a church. I sat in the back and went through the service. They asked me if I wanted to come up as a guest. I said, no, thank you. Um, you know, because you're in your own world. You're in your own space. And then it all comes with healing over time. And I went back again and went back again and then got my had my children involved. And that was my spiritual home to help center me in a time of rough seas. Um, that could be your case. And if it is more power to you, it's something that you might want to look at and say, Hey, this could help me. Um, when you go in and if you decide you want to talk to someone there in the church, they can give you some ideas. They can give you, uh, one of the things they did for me was, Hey, there's a divorce recovery group that I could go into and which I did attend where there was other people that have gone through the divorce, men and women. And we sat there and we talked. And if you didn't want to discuss anything, you didn't have to say anything. You know, if you wanted to come out there and talk, you could talk. Um, there was resources that they had that was available to us. There were some what they call mixers where people can get together and not jump into the dating scene, but sit down and talk and try to find a healing balance, um, you know, find new friends, new group of friends. And that's the biggest thing that I had to take away. And uh, from going to those meetings and other individuals had taken away is in some cases you had to find a whole new set of friends because the ones you had before, and this goes back to my quality versus quantity friends, you had to um, let some of those people go. And now that you've let those individuals go, you have to come back and say, okay, where do I go? Because I need to find some friends that I can surround myself with that has the same 
views that I do because your whole view will be askewed and it's going to have to, you have to find another way to balance it out and center it out. Um, in addition to that, having your kids go there, um, interacting with the church, that's another healing process for them. I mentioned in the previous podcast of being the bad guy towards the end of the show that you need to get your kids involved in activities, um, sports, uh, music, art, something. Getting them into a church is another po- another thing that you can look at to say, okay, let's try to find a way to help them and to help them heal during this time because you're not the only one that's going through a rough time. Your ex is not the one going through a rough time. Your kids are going through it as well because all they've known their life is mom and dad. And now mom and dad, you know, they went from mom and dad as a loving family to mom and dad arguing, mom and dad not talking. Now mom is here and dad is there. What, what Their world's upside down. So going to a church, that can kind of help bring in, I think in some cases, it can help bring everything together. And if it doesn't, you know, as uh, one of my main lines was no harm, no foul, you know, but going through that time, what do you do um, to try to bring order and balance to your life? What do you do to bring order and balance to your kids' lives? And I'm not saying that this is the end all be all, but this is a tool that I feel that you can use to put yourself in a reset mode. And once you put yourself in that reset mode, then I think a lot of issues that you may have can become a lot clearer because you, you've you gone and talked to the judge, you've talked to the referee, you've gone through um, the mediator and the arbitrator and all this, all these different things, uh, friend of the court, you know, you're figuring out, okay, if I have to pay, what do I got to pay? If she's having to pay, what does she have to pay? Yeah, you have all these different things going on, hitting you from all these different directions. And on top of that, you have the kids that you're responsible for. You have your job, you know, being able to go to work, um, come home, take care of all the chores at home. Because when you was married, it probably was a team effort. But now, since you have the kids, you're having to take care of the home as well. On top of that, you have the activities of all the all the kids, be it one or multiple kids. You have to be able to take care of every single one of those kids in their individual needs. And with all that bombarding you at once, and then when you finally get the kids to bed, say 9, 10 o'clock, if you keep them on a regular schedule, now you've got them taken care of. Now you have a whole bunch of other stuff you have to take care of. And you may feel overwhelmed. You may just feel like you're drowning. So going to a church and using that as a tool to help center yourself and reset yourself can be a way of trying to um, kind of calm those rough waters so you can kind of navigate your way through. It helped me tremendously. And I think that in addition with all the other things that I had going on with friends and family, the church was definitely something that kept me grounded and kept me centered because there was plenty of days out there where I had no idea where I was going, uh, if I was coming or going. At times I'm laying awake up at night trying to figure out how am I going to take care of all these things. You know, you may have income that was coming in that was a joint income, and now that you guys have gone your separate way, your income's been cut in half or cut in a third or whatever your situation may be, that how do you um, 
keep yourself going and keep yourself stable, or as some people would say, so you don't lose your mind. Um, the church is something that I would definitely recommend to people. Um, and again, it can be, you know, uh, one church at home I settled in was a non-denominational. So it was basically a Christian-based church. Um, wonderful pastor, uh, yeah, senior minister, and associate ministers were all wonderful to me. Um, you know, there was a couple of things that happened during my process that wasn't too cool. Um, but my ministers had gotten to me and told me, and says, look, Mark, whatever's going on, we'll rally around you to make sure that everything is going proper and you have our support. So that's another, that's a huge group that you have behind you when you go before the judge, if necessary, it didn't get to that point where they had to come in, but they were ready. It's kind of like having that special card in your pocket that can keep you, keep you grounded. So, uh, going, you know, as far as talking to you about this, um, I know in this day and age, the, a lot of people, the going to church is not as it once was. Um, you know, for me, I remember, going to church uh, a couple times a week. Uh, now it's people going, you know, maybe every other Sunday or in some cases just on holidays. Uh, so this is the time that if you're feeling lost, if you're feeling like you're just adrift out there, find a good church to go in and just center yourself. Um, and, you may find that by going there, it will, you'll have that spark that says, okay, now I can plan a better time with my kids. I can possibly find a way where I can find balance between um, dealing with my ex and living my life. Um, it, it may not work, but as stated, it is a tool that you can use going forward. So, uh, I've had a, um, well, let me, re let me back this up a little bit. I had a, uh, a time when it was one of the, um, I guess one of the darkest moments, uh, going through my, my divorce and without even knowing it or without even sensing it, I had received a call from one of my pastors and uh, he had called me up and said, Hey, you know, we want to see what's, uh, what's going on with you. I just got this feeling that something's not right with you, Mark. And I explained the story to him and he says, Hey, won't you come on down? And what he explained to me was that as you go through that process, you finally hit that point where that grieving had to come in. And it was sadness mixed with anger, mixed with confusion and uh, guilt. But as I talked with him, the one thing he told me was, yes, it's not you, you don't get married to get divorced. But then there's those times in life where you have to do something to remove yourself from that situation, making a bad situation worse. And the way that I kind of characterized it, and I think you, if you can take this and understand what I'm about to say, is that whenever you cease 
to be yourself, a change has to be made. Because if you don't and you stay in that situation, you'll end up causing damage that will far outweigh whatever you're thinking about doing at that moment. Because the kids, they're looking up to both parents. Even though you're both not in the same home together, they're still looking up to both of you, and they, bo- and they need both of you in their lives. And by not having that, that's going to cause more issues down the line, as I mentioned in the, uh, the one podcast, Being the Bad Guy, that they will, if they can't get that love and nurturing, even though the home is in two different places, if they don't get that nurturing, they're going to gravitate towards outside influences that will give them what they need. And that's when you have all the problems involved in today's society with drugs, alcohol, crime, so on and so forth, because they're all trying to find something to gravitate towards to fill that void that was left when the home broke up. So, again, this is something to to think about. Um, It is a little bit raw as I'm presenting it to you guys right now. As I said, my biggest difficulty coming into the studio today was figuring out what topic did I want to talk about? And it's something that just kind of touched me. And, and hopefully you guys can kind of take this and understand that, yeah, it is a little bit raw, but the, the thoughts and the philosophies are there that finding, excuse me, finding that moment or finding that, that church to go to and using that as one of your tools in your toolbox in your recovering process, your healing process and being a better person um, to yourself to your kids and yes, to your ex, because in the end you both came together, you made those kids and those, and the two of you owe everything to those kids to get them to their next phase in life. So wrapping up with that topic, I'm going to go into the, uh, the recipe for today. Cause I think I kind of left you guys out a little bit. Um, as I was, uh, talking with my daughter today, um, and I was trying to figure out a recipe as well. Cause I was just couldn't figure that one out. And, um, she said, well, just do something that's quick and easy and simple. You know, don't, you don't have to go in there and do a whole lot of work. So one of the easiest things that I did for the kids and, um, for those that are listening out there, it's going to have something negative to say. Um, just remember, this is something that is for a father who's either never cooked before, barely knowing how to cook, uh, wants something quick and easy with everything else he has going around his life. Um, one of the things my kids loved was spaghetti, just regular spaghetti. And I'm not talking about going out to, um, Olive Garden and grabbing something there. Um, it's even easier and cheaper than that. And it's simple. Just you get your, your noodles, dream filled noodles or whatever you're using and, uh, boiling those. Um, get your hamburger meat roughly. I used like an 80 20 mix and maybe about, um, I used to do like, uh, about a pound and a half, two pounds, uh, maybe a little bit more. And don't laugh. I would just go out and get the simple in the can spaghetti sauce. Again, this is something that's quick and easy and simple. You can do this in 10, 15 minutes, maybe 30, well, that's maybe 20, 30 minutes. And uh, after you get the meat browned, put in a big pot, throw in your spaghetti sauce, stir it up, put it on a low heat or medium heat. Uh, to get it to bubbling just nice. If you want to add something to it, get some um, some garlic toast. Basically, uh, large large bread or um, Italian rolls. Slice them in maybe I think half inch thickness. Depends on what 
what the kids like and put some butter and some garlic seasoning or garlic butter if they have that. Put that in the oven and have it brown for maybe, I don't know, um, five minutes, if that. Uh, maybe like at um, 200 degrees. Um, you know, for me, it was like at 200, 250, and just let it sit in there for a while and get it nice and a little brown. You know, the end's a little bit hard, but the middle is a little bit soft. So um, that was something that the kids enjoyed, and we had that. And for dessert, we gave mice, or I gave mice cream. That's what they wanted, either uh, ice cream or popsicles or something like that. So I know that one's a little bit quick and dirty and real easy. But again, for you guys that are coming in that's never cooked before, haven't done anything before, you want something easy, there you go. It gets no easier than that. So as we come up to wrap up the show, uh, actually, I'm actually on uh, on time today. So I just wanted to mention again, this is Mark Hill. Uh, yeah, the show was definitely sounding a little bit raw, but I think the message, if you really take a listen to the message, it is something that's very important. Um, again, uh, going to a church or getting involved in a church is not the end-all, be-all, but it's one of the tools, I think, that you should use going through your recovery process and uh, moving forward as a, as a um, man. Uh, and as a father for your kids. So, uh, again, if you have any questions, comments, uh, tell me if I'm right, tell me if I'm wrong, you can send me an email at singlefatherstoday at gmail.com or uh, hit something up on the Twitter line at singlefatherstoday. Again, I'm your host, Mark Hill. Be well, hang in there, and keep fighting.